Adonai, we exalt you. Adonai, we give you praise. Because you are God. And we've come today to say that you are God. Over our lives. Over our family. Over every situation. We say you are God. you are good. Thank you, Father, for your presence even amongst us. Because you are the one who promises and never fails. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst of them. Thank you for your presence even in our midst. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your grace. We worship you. We exalt you. We adore you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Why are you this cold this morning? Should they put off the AC? Maybe. Alright. Is it really cold? Look at your neighbor and say, is it really cold? Now, it, it, it might be a spiritual coldness or a physical coldness. Uh, so, let's know... But if you are alive to God and you are alive to God, how do I know? You should be alive to God because scripture says it. That he has quickened you with Christ Jesus. So you have been made alive with him. There is something that is the difference between when you are in a dead people's place and when you are in God's house. Because there is a representative of the spirit of life. And when brethren dwell together, the inner man should communicate. There should be a koinonia of inner man when you are in the city of Lagos and you are walking on the road by yourself uh, you do not know who is for you or who is against you amen uh, because I've already said uh, in management uh, that uh, in the city such as this uh, it is every man for himself uh, and then God for us all and they say whoever is slow may the devil take it but listen to this you are here and you are sure that the best person is for you alright so there should be an exuberance uh, there should be a freedom there should be a joy why? I was told, let us go to the house of the Lord. And the Bible says, the man said, I am glad. There is something that happens in God's house. It is freedom. It is liberty. It is knowledge. It is revelation. It is insight. It is power. It is joy. Glory to God. All things being equal in this house, they can't be contagious anything. Glory to God. Because we know who we have believed in. So look at your neighbor, give your neighbor a high five and say, celebrate the greatness that you carry. Let it ring, let it sound. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you take your seat, even this morning, I want us to look into God's word. I have a word from God. And there's nothing that excites me like God's word. No, you are not going to sit down. I'm going to preach sitting sit down. Am I? I'm going to stand up. And so as it, as it is for me, it is for you also. Glory to God. 
So the Bible says, and then there was a revival of the word in the land. And so as Ezra stood before them and began to read God's word, the Bible said the people stood. It was to honor the word of God. Uh, and so it has been my culture as I preach the word of God everywhere. To ensure that people honor God's word by standing on their faith. So that we honor God's word together. Amen. I need to say that so you understand why I do that. Amen. Alright, Luke chapter 10 verse 19. If you have your Bible, Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Uh, we are taught that we are going to be able to put this on slide. Because it's really going to be a long, it's going to be a great teaching of God's word. Uh, I, I don't want you to miss out on it. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God you came today. I know the joke. Oh. I mean, that you came here. The devil did not stop you. You came here today. Something will change in your life. In fact, something has changed in your life. Two openings very quickly. Like I always say when I'm joking, I'll use one hour to explain the first one. And then the second opening, another hour. No, that's just a joke, right? Amen. Thank you for smiling. Glory to God. Luke chapter 10 and then verse 19. And then we're going to read Mark chapter 16, 15 to 18. When was the last time you read the book of Luke? Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Get an answer. All things being equal, you will be smiling. <laughs> Get an answer. When was the last time you read the book of Luke? Wisdom plenty for Lagos. The guy said now. Luke chapter 10. If your Bible is arranged the way it should be, not those old ones you're using that has been disorganized, then the book of Luke should be after the book of Mark. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Very important portion of scriptures. Behold. That word behold is not so spiritual. It's actually the word see. We say see. I give you the authority to trample. If you are using a lettered Bible, that a lettered Bible for the word of Jesus, you will know that was Jesus speaking. He said, See, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, look at him and say, Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Listen, if you are using the KJV, it might say, Behold, I give you power. No, that's not the word there. The word actually in the Greek is the word authority. Say, behold, I give you authority uh, to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Mark chapter 16, very quickly. Mark 16. That means you need to go backward a little and then we'll read just three verses of scriptures. Mark 16. 15 to 18. This is what Jesus is speaking again. And he said to them, go into all the world. Look at him and say, go. <laughs> Look at him and say, go. go into all the world. And don't say it again. And preach the gospel to every creature. Some just like preaching. <laughs> to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow the man of God. Is that what he says? The pastors. Is that what it says? He said, this sign shall follow those who believe. In my name. Then you see, there's a colon there, which in uh, English, it means that they begin to number. Uh, what comes after is explaining what comes before. So this is explaining what Jesus was saying. He said, these are the things they will begin to do. He said, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, number two. How many of us speak in tongues here? Glory to God. 
That means you do number two. How many of you cast out demons? You've casted out devils before. You see, you, you do one. <laughs> How did you get to 200 level without 100 level? You are D student. <laughs> I gem student. All right. That's number two. What's number three here? He said, they will speak with new tongues. That's number two. He said, they will take up serpents. That, that, that's, that's just talking about the things of the devil. That, that's not you going around and taking cobras. Amen. And, they will, and then, if they drink anything deadly, that means even if you're poisoned, he said, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's not that you'll be advising sick people. Have you, when was the last time you treated malaria? He said, they will lay hands on the sick. And what will happen? Praise God. For a few minutes, even this morning, glory to God, I said this morning. For a few minutes this morning, we're going to be speaking on the authority of the believer. Look at your neighbor and say, the authority of the believer. I'm not speaking of the authority of the man of God. I'm not speaking of the authority of the pastor. I'm speaking of the authority of the believer. Look at him and say, the authority of the believer. Then ask the neighbor, are you a believer? Don't get an answer. The authority of the believer shall we pray. Father, thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. Give understanding unto the simple. Simple folks, we've come this morning to learn at your faith. Thank you, O God, for this service. Thank you for the table of fat feast that you have prepared. Thank you, O God, because as we begin to dive in and begin to dine, thank you, O God, because the food and the meat of your word will do us good. Thank you because the purpose of sending your word shall be fulfilled. And after now, O God, we all shall be better people. In Jesus' name I prayed. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Can I have a believing amen? amen? You can have your seats in God's presence. Now, when I teach, it's important that you take notes. Uh, uh, because it is important to take notes. Why should you take notes? Because it is important to take notes. You need to take notes of what I'm saying. Because the things I say to you, they are spirit and they are life. I don't know what deadness means to you. But when the word of the Lord comes into your life, life comes. Life comes into you. Uh, and somebody, I, I was speaking to somebody over the week, he said, I don't take notes. I said, why is that? Because I never go back to my notes. I said, but do you understand that it has been empirically proven that when you take notes, you actually get the details and retain more than when you don't take notes. So forget that you get back to it. I have notes that I got back to after 10 years. But I got back there. You understand what I'm saying? So keep your scroll. Paul said, bring the scroll to me because they were important to me. Amen. The authority of the believer. So we started out by reading Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Mark 16, 15 to 18. All things being equal, you probably would have read those portions of scriptures before. But one of the basic questions you must ask when you, in life, especially when you get a new job, is that what authority do I have? When you just get a new job, they just employ you in a place. You want to know who answer to me? Who do I answer to? What's my authority in this place? What can I do? What can I not do? What are the powers that I have? And what are the powers I do not have? These are questions that are valid. These are questions you and I are supposed to ask. As a born-again believer many years ago when I gave my life to Jesus, I began to ask these questions also. What has changed in me? What authority do I have now that I didn't have before? What power do I have? Maybe that I, I was in a church, I was raised in a church, but religion never told me. So I wanted to know what is the depth. I, especially as I began also to read books of generals. 
And I began to come in contact to, with stories that were crazy, so to say. Because you hear of a man who went and raised a dead of three days. And I began to say to myself, what's going on here? What's going on? What, what power? Is it that God has partiality? What's really going on? And that pushed me to begin a journey of learning about authority. So what I'm going to share with you is a story of 17 years of working with God. And I'll tell you that what you have and you have not used, what you have that you don't use, is what is called authority. Now let me start today without boring you. That's the second time I'm starting. That's how we start and that's how we also end three times. Glory to God. A good teacher will always end three times. Amen. Alright, let me start by telling you about certain things about authority. Now, these are valid things wherever you are. The first thing you need to know about authority is that number one, authority is defined as delegated power. Authority is defined as delegated power. It means that the source of authority is not in the person. The source of authority is in the person that gave it. Do you understand that? The source of authority is not in the person. The source of authority is not in the person using it, but in the one who gave it. Therefore, authorities are obeyed, not because the persons using it are powerful, but because the person who gave it is powerful. Do you understand that? So, can you by yourself cast out devils? No. They don't burn you. You get What we are saying is that by yourself, you don't have authority. When, a, when you stand on the road and you are going on 200, maybe you do 140 kilometers per hour. And then you see a policeman raise that thing. All things being equal and ordinarily, he cannot stop your car. He can't. You can just get out. If he's in front of you, you can just pull him away. Every obstacle, every item must fall down. Just pack the guy. But the reason you don't do that is because the guy has an authority of the state that makes him stop you and you must stop. Do you understand that? That's delegated power. Number two, the weight of an authority rests on the power that is behind that authority. Hmm. The weight of an authority rests in the power that is behind the authority. That means there are levels to authority. Like I've already said, there are levels to these things. It means there are levels to authority. You cannot exercise a power that the giver does not have. So if I give you authority now, and you now say, ah, he has given me authority in his house. That means I, I am in, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to stay in his house. Anything I do. Now you can't go to my neighbor and begin to say, bring your khaki. Now I, I, you don't, I don't have that power, so you can't use that power. Do you understand that? So you can only use the power that the authority, the person who gave you authority, <laughs> like a governor of Oyo we say, <laughs> the delegated authority. The authority himself cannot give you, you can't use it. Therefore, your power is within the limit of the power of who gave it. Therefore, as a believer, you cannot use what Jesus does not have. <laughs> it's important to understand authority because you need to understand the confines. That's why some people will come and say, I am a God. I'm God. Now. I'm God. Some people say they don't even need to pray. They are praying to themselves. Glory. <laughs> you can see the depth of revelation. Even when Jesus himself was praying to the Father. You can't use the power you do not have. The person giving it does not have. Now let me explain it the way you will get it. Commissioner of Lagos in Kwara State. No, sorry. Commissioner of Land in Kwara State. 
cannot come into Lagos and begin to allocate land. And they will arrest him. He doesn't have the jurisdiction. Oh, okay. For lawyers, they understand what they call jurisdiction. It means the official power to make legal judgment in a place. Whether you have that official power or not, that's jurisdiction. He doesn't have that jurisdiction. The jurisdiction ended immediately. He saw goodbye to Quara. Are you following me? Are you following me? Therefore, when the king of your village comes to me, I don't have to persuade him because I don't know him before. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not within my domain. I don't care who he is. You can call him false royalty, false class, or hmm. In fact, in your village, they don't even use Oba Izigwe. So you don't know him. You don't care who he is. Why? Because he doesn't have that power. Now, number three. Very quickly, I'm telling you about authority. Is that authority that is not used is useless. Authority that is not used, that is not exercised, is useless. You can see why believers are powerless. Because it is not that the authority has not been given. It is that when authority is given and we are not using it, it is useless. You know the reason many people are shouting about the president of this, of this nation and when they shout about government and all of that, why we do government? It's because we believe that they have the authority to make changes and they are not making it. So if I own a company and then I'm not giving you a job and I say, my hands are tied. <laughs> you look at me and say, you are not the tie, you are the hand. Who tied it? Why? Because I'm the power. I'm the authority there. Just what I'm saying. But if I don't use it for you, there's nothing that will happen. Number three. Number four now, Abby. Okay. Number four. Danger begins when a man goes beyond the boundaries of his authority. Danger begins when you go beyond the boundaries of your authority. When you begin to say things you don't have a right to say. When you begin to legalize what you don't have jurisdiction for. When you begin to talk certain way that you don't have power for. People who know will just be laughing. You know when some people stand in and say, there will not be election in this country in 2023. People who are wise, they just laugh at them and say, you are a clown. Because you don't even have the power. You don't have the authority. How did he become a clown? Not because he can't talk like that. If he said there's no election in his house, it's okay. Nobody will laugh at him. He has stepped beyond the boundaries of his power. Do you understand that? I remember a long time ago, Obama was speaking as president. And he said that they must do everything for LGBT in Africa. And people were looking at him and laughing. What will you do to Africa? You don't have the power. Your power ends in America. What you can do is not send grants and aids. And I know Nigerian people, they will say, now who your aid help? He doesn't have the power. Number four, I've is that knowledge preserves and secures and grants you in authority. If you are going to use your authority well, you need to have knowledge. Someone listening to me. You need to have what? Knowledge. The reason many people are abused on Nigerian roads everywhere is because we don't understand the constitution. We don't even know our legal rights. We don't know what our rights is. What are they? We don't know. So knowledge preserves you. Knowledge secures you. Knowledge grounds you. So all these things are important and it's expedient we know. As a believer, one of the questions you must answer and which I want to help you answer in this service is what are the details and the extent of Jesus' authority? Do you understand that? What are the details and the extent of Jesus' authority? Because if Jesus has given you authority or if Jesus will give you authority, I need to know what authority does Jesus have? Do you understand that? So if I can understand the details and the extent of his authority, 
then I can also live in such a way that I'm appropriately seated to take advantage of all the authority that he carries. Are you following me? Are you following me? Have, have I lost you? Now, we need to look at the constitution of our kingdom. Because the constitution of this kingdom tells you what is your authority. Am I, am I speaking to somebody? Uh, I mean, what is your right in Nigeria? You need to find it in constitution. It's the legal right of every Nigerian to vote. If you are above 18 and they tell you you cannot vote and you have not been a criminal, you can sue the government. Because your legal right, you find it in the constitution. It's spelled there. So let's look at the constitution of this kingdom, which is the Bible. And see what is the power vested in this kingdom. What official power does Jesus have? So that when you begin to pray, you are not asking him for what he does not have. Because I'm beginning to think that maybe we talk about Jesus more than he's able to do. Maybe the reason our prayers are not answered is because we are loud, but God is not that powerful. Have you met loud people? Maybe Jesus is not as powerful as we claim he is. Maybe. Maybe that's why we are not finding answers the way we should. Maybe. Now they are not smiling because they are saying, are you, are you a clown or something? But that's the truth. I need to know. You see, you can't say Jesus is powerful and just say Jesus is powerful. It doesn't mean anything. Revelation must come from the word. Your understanding must be built on the word of God. Whatever you claim you know and understand as the truth must be founded on the word of God. Amen. All right. So what official power does he have? Let me say this to you. He has two. Number one, listen. Number one, he has all powers. Write that down. What does all means? Hey, no, no, no. What does, I'm not saying power. What does all means? Ah, wise people are in this class. <laughs> I like teaching Bible like I'm in a class. I've taught in Bible school for years. Listen, what does all means? Don't, don't be looking for everything. What does all means? It means that if I say you have taken all the money, what am I saying? You have taken all. That means I don't have anything. Is that what it means? If somebody takes all, it means there's nothing left. Am I speaking to somebody? Right? So by, I'm telling you that Jesus has all the powers. All. Talk. What does the devil use this? Jesus has what? Your neighbor is becoming boring to you. Look at your neighbor and say, have the person, have the person. I say, Jesus has all the powers. <laughs> Number two, what does Jesus have? He has what is called positional powers. Positional powers. Let's go back to the sermon. Don't worry, you don't have to know what we're talking about. Positional powers. How do I know this? The Bible says he's seated in the right hand of his majesty. Even in kingship and when you understand traditions, you understand that the second in command to the king is the Otsunoba. That means the person who sits on the right hand of the king. So when Jesus rose, the Bible says he's seated, not standing. At the right hand of his majesty. <laughs> so positionally, if the highest place in the world is where God sits, positionally Jesus is now the, the right hand of the other. The right hand of the king, for those who don't understand that. It means that Jesus is positionally, even in the heavenly places, the most powerful. 
But don't believe me because I said it. Because that's a problem. Hallelujah. Don't believe me because I said it. Many times pastors can say things to you and then you just take it. Now you are taking it because you wrote it down. Glory to God. Who told you? He cannot lie. Who told you? Who told you that? Please. Let's check scriptures. Amen. I told someone yesterday, I said, if I ever tell you something that is not in scriptures, take it away. Scriptures. Now let me go to the constitution. Matthew 28 verse 18. I wish there is a slide, but it will be slower. But we'll get it done. Amen. Matthew 28 verse 18. Go there very quickly. I want to show you four openings from that constitution that you are holding. What did I call it? Matthew what? 28 and then verse what? 18. Glory to God. Amen. Forever. And Jesus came and spoke to them. Saying, what did he say? Another translation says, all power. Another one says, all authority has been given to me. Where? Where did they tell you that witches and the devil is? Where did they tell you they were? They said they were somewhere. <laughs> Maybe on the earth, above. But here he said, all authority in heaven and heart is what? Given to him. Jesus was saying that, right? Ephesians chapter 1. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. So write that down again. Ephesians chapter 1. I could quote some of these verses. I just want you to get it. See it in your scriptures yourself. Ephesians 1 and then let's read verse 18. The Bible says the eyes of your understanding. Somebody say we are reading the Bible too much in this. You don't read it at home really like that, like that. So read it in church. So that when you like reading in church, you begin to read it at home. Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1, 18. The Bible says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glorious of, glory of his inheritance and the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. Where did he sit him? Right hand. Where? In the heavenly places. Now look at that. In the heavenly places, far above. If he had said above, he was fine. If he had said far, he was fine. But he said far above. That's an adjective. Far above. What? All what? All principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name invoked, named, do you know they don't curse you without using a name? Do you know that the village you are running from, there is a name they are afraid of? I hope you know. If it is not Batala, it will be Amadiwa. The name. Do you get it? But the Bible says, above every of these names, there is a name that is higher and that is above them. All principalities, power, dominion, and might. Did you find that in scriptures? And he put all things where? Under his feet. And gave him to be head of all things. To who? You are the church. Jesus is the head. We are the church. Glory to God. We are his body. Jesus is the head. Everything you are afraid of is under your feet. Keep it there. You can put it, just leave it there. Okay? Don't get too excited. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. 
showing you scriptures. Colossians chapter 2 and then verse 10. Are you there? The Bible says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Do you watch King of Boys? <laughs> Jesus is sitting on the king of the table. The head of the table, that's where Jesus sits. They don't even have a right to come to the table. <laughs> Glory to God. But Jesus is the head of the table. Why are you afraid? Jesus is the head of that table. Did you see that in scriptures? Let me give you another one. I don't need you to go there. 4 John chapter 4 verse 4. What does it say? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that translation says the spirit that is in you has conquered the spirit that is in the world. Jesus has what? All powers and all authority. Now understand from last week that I said that man was given the dominion over the earth. And I told you last week that what happened was that man sold out by disobedience. You remember that? Man sold out by disobedience. Now the devil has authority over on the earth. He has. But listen to this. He does not have authority over the believer. Can I say that to you again? The devil has authority over the earth. That means he can be here. He has a right to be here. That's why he's the king of the systems of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 told us that. That the God of this age has blinded them. He was referring to the devil as the God of this age. So he has the right to blind them. But listen to this. He does not have a right over the believer. So the devil can run riot in a street, but he doesn't have a right in your house. The devil can run riot in a school, but he doesn't have a right in your life. Their experience should not be your experience. They sack everybody does not mean you should be getting ready to be sacked. Are you following me? Why? Because you have authority. Now the big question is if Jesus is the head of all powers and is the supreme power that exists. I think that's good news. Don't you think that's good news? Have we, have we validated that Jesus has power? We find it in scriptures, right? Good. Now let's proceed now. The question is, did he delegate that power to you? If he does, how much of it does he give you? Did he give you? Because you see, it is a difference between me being the head of a company and I say, oh, that's it. Let me give you a very good example. Bari was traveling. And then he did not give power to Oshibajo. And everybody was shouting, oh, the vice president, he didn't, he didn't write a letter. He didn't give us, he didn't communicate to the house, no, to the senate and the house so that he can write and say, I'm going. And then I passed my power over to the vice president. He said he has gone, that the man should just keep working. Now the man kept working, but he could not work as he ought to because he didn't have the full authority. Do you understand what we're saying here? So he has partial. Have you got vice president? President, no day around. So if you move around, do things. But he did not give you power. He didn't hand over officially to you. The question is, did Jesus hand over officially to us? Because sometimes the way we live is like, like Jesus is like Gwari who just left and did not hand over power to us. Are you following what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Now, you, you get it because it's graphic. You live in Nigeria, so you understand what I'm saying. He just left. and uh, I mean, he, he probably did not tell you. Just cover that he's in the UK. So, oh, Jesus has jackpot to everyone. And then you, you are looking and thinking, how much of this power did he give me? So, when you are praying, 
even as you are praying, they say, devil, devil. You know what you do? You are afraid because you did not know what amounts of power you have. So again, let's go to the constitution. Because that's a question you need to answer. If you can answer whether he gave you a letter officially, it will rain in my stead. Then you must be crazy the way you have been living your life. <laughs> because Jesus was not gentle. Jesus was not what? Jesus was not sick. Are you following me? Jesus was not sick. Jesus was not gentle. <laughs> Jesus was going everywhere. Peter was talking about him. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who slept in his estate. Eh? Doing good. Throwing all the powers of the enemy. Very quickly, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. And then I'll read from the New Living Translation. What did I say you should go to? Ephesians 1. Are you there? What translation do you have? You have KJV. So read it. Just read it under your breath. Read it by yourself. <laughs> read it yourself. Why are you laughing? <laughs> read it yourself. Read it yourself. What did you say? I said read from 18. Ephesians. Just read it to yourself. Don't look at me. Read it. It's maybe your Bible. Okay, go to 20 now. Are you there? Aha. Did you see what's going on there? Go to 21 now. Then go to 22. Did you see what's going on there? Now let me read the New Living Translation for you. Now he is far above any ruler <laughs> or power or authority or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him made over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things with himself. Now go to chapter 2. Just do 2. Chapter 2. And then let's go to 5 and 6. Alright? What does the Bible say? 2, 5 to 6. What does it say? That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Seated us with what? With him. Where was Christ seated? Where in the heavenly places? No, no, at the gates. No, no, it must be a gate man. Where was he seated? At the right hand. Bible says you are what? You are united with him and you are seated with him. Where? 
in the heavenly places. Therefore, if I can locate where Jesus was and he's seated, I can know where I'm seated. So Jesus is seated in the heavenly places. Now, where are you seated? No, 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 don't, don't be spiritual. You are seated here, right? Can your head, can your head be seated here and your leg will be there? It's not possible. Are, are you following me? So where your leg is, is where your head is. We are the body of Christ. He is the head. So wherever the head is, the body is. Wherever the head is, where are you? Heavenly places. Where in the heavenly places? That's where I'm seated. In the heavenly places. You see, somebody just needs to tell himself, that's where I'm seated. In the heavenly places. That's where, until you just shout from your spirit. You just shout. You don't go, ah, what's going on here? In the heavenly places. That's where I am. That's where I am. That's where I am. Paul began to speak about powers. He said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirituality, powers, spiritual wickedness. You know, he never mentioned witches and witchcraft. <laughs> They are so less in the hierarchy, Paul never even mentioned them. You don't understand? They are so less in the hierarchy, he didn't mention them. Do you know when you are in a class or you are in a school and they are mentioning the students in this class and they didn't mention your name? Have you ever been there before? They say, you know, we have billion people in this class. Like Desmond. Like, and then I was saying, they would not mention, like, well, what's going on here? You don't have to begin to, they didn't mention your name because you didn't matter. Those people were not mentioned, those people you will run away from. They are not mentioned because they don't matter. But you see, the devil are so blinding us that they are the ones we are fighting with and we have left authority alone. Every day you spend hours dealing with witches. Hey, hey, oh, witch, I lock you down. I lock you up. I lock you down. Why you lock it? Why, who's opening it? So the power you are so, the same energy you are supposed to use to pray for revelation, uh, to pray that your eyes of understanding be enlightened, uh, to pray that you may walk in your authority. You are not using it. You are not using that time. You, the devil has deflected your attention to something so infinitesimally insignificant. Listen to this. Go to Luke chapter 10 and then verse 19. Luke what did I say? Luke chapter 10 and then verse 19. I could quote these things. I just want you to get it. Luke chapter 10. I don't normally go this slow, but I just want you to understand it. I want to help somebody here today. Luke chapter 10. What did he say? He said, I have given you authority. To do what? To trample on snakes and scorpions. He's talking about demons, demonic beings, uh, demonic spirits. He said to trample. Does it not look like what I was telling you that is under your feet? That's why he didn't say you should box them. Are you getting it now? That's why he said they are under your feet. So that's why he said, I'm trampling on the enemy. You know that Pastor Yeren song, you know? You are stepping on the idiots. 
You be poop, you, you behave like you are fighting a lady. Haya, haya. Oh, oh, No way. It's not there. It's underneath your feet. You just stample on the enemy. You stample on the enemy. You stample on the enemy. You stample on the enemy. That's what Jesus said. He said, I give you power. He give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all power of the enemy. And he gave you a promise. He said, nothing will harm you. What does nothing mean? Nothing means what? Nothing. Don't look for dictionary and be explaining the rubbish away. Nothing means nothing. Nothing will harm you. That's a guarantee. It's guaranteed. When you go to spiritual warfare, some people are saying, oh, backlash, black label, they are coming back to me. They are, no, no, no. Stop that nonsense. He said nothing. It's that you believe God's word or you believe and experience a pastor is sharing so that he can get a prophetic seed from you. Amen. Nothing means what? It will harm you. He said, I give one to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. You need to use it. The devil is underneath your face. Mark 16, 16 to 18. And then I, I just stopped there. I think that, that explains that for you. Mark 16. We are getting back there again. We have read it before. Go back there again. Go back there again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing until your ear begins to ring of God's word. Glory to God. He said to them, verse 15, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, I love the NIV. He said they will drive out demons. You can just put them in your boots and go and throw them somewhere. <laughs> drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Nothing will harm them. Christ's authority has been given to you. Find it in scriptures because Jesus has spoiled them. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 2, sorry, verse 13 to 15. Bible says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them. He said, triumphing over them in it. Triumphing over them in it. He spoiled them. He spoiled the guys. He spoiled them. You know that word spoil is actually a military term. It's a term used by gladiators. When they win a battle those days, what they do is that the gladiator will go in front. You know, the gladiator put all these slaves, all the things called the spoils of war, he put them in front. So they'll be going in front. All the defeated armies will be going in front. And people will come from in Rome. They will line on the street and they will take stone or take uh, apples and just be throwing at them. Because now that is making a public spectacle. It is after you have won a battle, you will now ridicule them. So Jesus did not only win, he now told them, Oh yeah, begin to go. Begin to begin to go. And then as they were going, with everything they had, demons, can you see them? Witches, the one that woke you up that day that you didn't sleep. That one too was in front. Did you see that? And all of them were going. The one that stopped that person from giving birth, and you probably running around. See, he's in front. He was there too. The one that ensured that you have a pattern in your life. You don't get jobs at a particular time. You don't have so much money. He's also in front. Can you see him? He's there. And Jesus now said, okay, as they are going now, then the angels now followed as escorts. And then we now see the king of glory himself. And he began to follow. That is making a public spectacle. He's poured them. Glory to God. He's poured them. 
Now, if you're now listen to this, he has given you all the authority. Now, listen to this. If your father gave you a company, and then he has built a company, and then he gave you that company, and then he now says, Ah, Jojo. And then you go back to daddy and say, Daddy, there is a staff there that that guy is crazy. That manager is crazy. That manager is crazy. He comes late. He doesn't listen to me. He does not honor me. He doesn't respect me. And I say, ah, I gave you the company. He said, you don't understand. You don't understand. You, you're shouting because you, you know this generation likes to talk and shout. And then the father looks at him. And then the father sleeps. And he goes, daddy, daddy, this person will ruin this company. He won't say anything. You know why? That's giving you the company. If the guy is proving difficult, sack him. Sack the idiot. Sack him. Are you following me? Sack him. Why? You have the authority to sack him. You don't need the father's permission to do what? To sack him. You don't need the father's permission to sack the devil in your life. You don't need to tell Jesus to sack the devil in your life. He has given you that authority. Sack him. Sack him. What is complaining? Many of you are praying and all you do is complain. Talk to, talk to God. And then after God, you see God sleeping. This father is not saying anything. God is, is God powerless. No. Sack him. Your joblessness. Sack him. Your lack of creativity, creativity, sucking. The constant headache, sucking. Your menstrual pain, sucking. Sucking, sucking. Stop complaining, sucking. Now I want to tell you very quickly how to maximize your God-given authority. How do you maximize your God-given authority? He's giving it to you. You are the owner of your company. Tell your neighbor he's the owner of the company. Let that sink in. CEO, yeah? In your legal rights, CEO. Official capacity, CEO. Number one, growing knowledge. Second Peter chapter 3 and then verse 18. Peter made it explicitly. He said, growing grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, only knowledge empowers and embodies to fight certain battles. What you don't know is possible, you can never get it. The first thing about possibility is knowing that it is possible. Many things are not hard. It's because you don't know how to do it. The more you grow in knowledge, the more understanding you have concerning his finished works. Proverbs chapter 11 and then verse 9, the Bible says, by knowledge is a man delivered. By knowledge is a man delivered. There are certain, you don't need person praying for you. As knowledge comes, deliverance comes. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. The literal says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth that you know shall set you free. It means that your freedom is appropriately proportional to your level of knowledge. You are free as your knowledge level. So we can be the same believers, the same praying, praying tongues, guys, but we will be more free than one another. It's our level of knowledge. God doesn't have favorites, it's our level of knowledge. The word of the Lord must abide in you. First John chapter 2. John began to write in verse 13. You see, I'm, I've, I've written to you fathers because you know the Lord. You know, that's what we mean by fathers. They know the Lord. Knowledge is what makes you a father. Knowledge of God. And you say, I've written to you sons because the word of the Lord abides in you. There is a reason we go to lawyers to know our rights. It's because they know the law. The reason you go to pastors is not because pastors have more anointing greatly. It's because they know God and they know the law. As a believer, your strongest chain is your ignorance and not the devil. 
You may need to write that down. Your greatest chain is not the devil, it's your ignorance. Isaiah chapter 5 and then verse 13. He said, my people have entered into captivity for lack of knowledge. You see that? That's how they are bound. Ignorance. Ignorance. Number two, how do you maximize this power, this authority, this authority that Jesus has given you? Fellowship with your advocate. The Holy Spirit is called the advocate. First John chapter 4 and then verse 4. Greater is it that spirit that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't forget that you don't have power, you only have authority. It's not that you are powerful. So somebody say, I, I don't feel strong. Come and keep quiet. You don't have to feel it. You just have to use it. <laughs> you don't have to feel it. You just have to use it. You get it? You get it? Out of a, in a whole year, when you pray, and you're a man of prayer, you only feel God maybe 50 times. Is that the only time you use it? <laughs> just use it. Somebody say, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling God. Come and keep quiet. Just use it. Just use it. You don't have to feel it. Just use it. I don't feel good. Who told you you should depend on your feeling? The way I'm feeling. Let me, let me quickly take drugs before this thing comes inside. It will come. It will, because you are expecting it. It will come. It will come. Be it unto you according to your faith. That's what the scripture says. And you believe it so it's going to happen. As a man ticket. So is he? Ah! Nigeria is bad. It's hard. You have been saying it now. Since when you have been saying it? And you are authority, you know now. You remember considered authority. You remember considered authority. I think say said, I'm the constant authority here. Look at constant authority complaining. You are considered authority and you are complaining. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. He says, Say unto Zerubbabel, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When the Holy Ghost come upon you, you can't do anything. Whatever they say is impossible, you will build it. You will build the ruined grounds again. You will repair the breaches again. You will repair and restore the walls again. Why? Because the power of the Lord is upon you. The power of the Spirit is upon you. I have been perplexed in situations not knowing what to do. I thought I was down and out. But in that moment, I just stayed. I just began to pray and the Holy Spirit will titrate the constitution to me. I just give me section B of section 1 of Colossians. <laughs> you are not defeated. And when he brings that constitution to me, I say, Kalaba, lava, 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 shatter. And I began to quote it, and the devil finds his way. Glory to God. The devil finds his way. Listen, you cannot walk in authority until you begin to access the Holy Spirit as an advocate. An advocate is a lawyer. An advocate is a lawyer. You cannot, you cannot walk in authority. Until you begin to access the Holy Spirit as an advocate. As an advocate. You've got a lawyer, use him. You've got a lawyer, use him. He's not paid for, use him. He's there, always use him. How do I prepare for this interview, Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost, what, what questions would they ask me, Holy Ghost? Where am I going, Holy Ghost? When should I travel, Spirit of the Living God? I, I, I travel a lot. And you know, some, sometimes I'll tell people I'm going on Wednesday. <laughs> but when I, check, when I check with the advocate, he says, don't go anywhere. I don't see permission to move. I stay. Why? Because there's no permission granted. Glory to God. And when permission comes, I don't need permission from any other person. I just start the car and then. On the onward way. Glory to God. Jesus called him your advocate. John 14, 26. I think number three, listen to this. 
Authority is responsibility. No, no, no. That's number three. Number three is take responsibility for your life. That's number three. Take responsibility for your life. <laughs> it's not your daddy's fault. It's not your mom's fault. Take responsibility for your life. Did you see Luke chapter 10 verse 19? Did you see Luke chapter 10 19? I'm not sure you saw it. Let me show you something there. You've read it again and again. Let me show you something there. They have given you authority to trample on scorpions and snakes and to overcome them. Who has given you? Who has he given? Who will trample? Did you see God here? Take responsibility. Jesus has done all he will do for us. <laughs> it's time to do something about it. Stop pushing the outcomes of your life to others. Stop blaming others for your results. God has delegated the power to you. If you do nothing, you will have nothing. You can pray. I tell people, you see, yes, it's, it's good to pray in tongues. Get me right. It's good to pray in tongues. But scripture says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that when you pray in the spirit, no one understands what you say. Do you understand? You are only having a koinonia with your father. Let me shock you. Do you know that when you pray in tongues, even demons don't hear what you're saying? They hear, but they don't understand it. You know, there's a between hearing and understanding. Therefore, you cannot give instruction to demons in tongues. You can't. The demons will run away. They will flee. Because that is terror to them. You are sending terror to the camp of the enemy. But they will come back. Because there's no instruction. Money, money comes to me in the name of Jesus. Every demon of sickness, get out of my life now. Every evil, get out now. No power, no. You just say everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just say everything. Everything. In two minutes. That is insult. You will see that they will respond. You will see more results in your life. Than all this. Every time. Shall we begin to pray? It's okay. But let's make sure that the devil understands that he has no permission in this place. If you want to sell a property, pray in tongues around that property. If you are selling anything, pray in tongues around that place. But ensure that you say that this good goes. Buyers are coming. Properties are sold. Buyers are coming. Buyers are coming. Buyers are coming. In the name of Jesus. I make sales in the name of Jesus. Every demon that said no sales are not coming, go now. From the south, the west, the north, the east of Lagos, they are coming to me. In the name of Jesus. And as I say that, I also now continue constitutional. You now continue. You fire again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say, have you stopped praying? Say, amen. In Jesus' name. You're praying in tongues. You have not stopped praying. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Am I helping somebody? If you want anything to change, then use Christ's authority to change it. Stop complaining. You are responsible. I love this. When God told me this, I said, God, listen to this. You are responsible for the devil's activity or inactivities in your life. You are responsible. Not the God, not the devil, not your village. Not your village people. You are responsible. Because if you stop them, they are not coming. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. 
He said, resist the devil. He will do what? I thought God made a mistake. I, I, I said, you can't, can't be saying that. You can't be saying that. You know what that word flee means? It's not, it doesn't mean run, no. Flee is not the same thing as run. Flee actually means to run as in terror. <laughs> do you understand? Let us begin to run. We all run. You know there's a race like that. We just run. Glory to God. But if they say, Bokwara must come, run. You know the kind of run you will know. You won't even believe you have that kind of flight. Do you get it? People will get downstairs how they don't use the staircase. How they do it, you will not know. Do you understand? That is to flee as in terror. To run as in terror. Therefore, when you resist the devil, he said, whom you should resist steadfastly in the faith. He will come, but resist him steadfastly in the faith. James now said it again. That's why I know God was not making a mistake. He said, submit yourself therefore unto God. He said, resist the devil. And he will flee. He will not run. He will flee. Tell your neighbor, he will flee. As in terror. Do you understand such authority that we have? Do you understand? Exercise this authority. Mark 16, 15 to 18. That's number four. Exercise the authority. Mark 16. Mark 16, 15 to 18. I want to show you something there. I want to show you something there. Go into all the world and preach to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, God will drive out demons. Is that what it says? They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. They will place their hands on the sick and it will recover. You are doing all of it. They didn't even say God will help you. Do you, do you understand that? He should at least put God there so that he can sound spiritual or religious. But you know what? He has given you authority. He has passed it down. God is no longer as interested on the earth as us. We are the governing authority here. You are the constituted authority here. Exercise that authority. Authority that is not exercised is useless. That's the reason many believers are living and having lots like unregenerated people. There's no difference because we are not using what we have. John Alexander Dewey. I don't know whether you've heard him about him before. An, an Australian evangelist. He traveled the ocean many times. Crossed the oceans many times. In those days, he was not safe to navigate on oceans. And he traveled the ocean many times. And many times, the wind will come boisterous like the day of Jesus. And he said something. He said, every time the wind came and the storm came, he said, I did what Jesus did and I always have the same answer. He rebooked the wind and there, was, and there will be stillness. Did whatever Jesus did. When you do what's in scriptures, you will have the same answers like they have. You are no longer the devil's hold, under the devil's hold. Tell your neighbor, you are no longer under the devil's hold. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, he said he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. And delivered us, translated us to the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. We are translated, amen. We are translated, amen. amen. Smith Wiggles what was going one day and then he saw a woman. A woman was tackling the dog, go back. Go back. Go back. And the dog was and they will use the tail. And the dog use the tail, rub the woman's leg, and then he will keep going. And then the woman was going to the train station. And the train kept fo- and the dog kept following him. It was a dog kept fo- Say, go back. He didn't listen. Go back. He didn't listen. And then he walked the tail, he follows. Follows. 
And then suddenly, the woman looked at the dog sternly and said, Go back now! And he picked me and ran back. As Medugusa said, That is the right way to deal with the devil. The reason the devil has not gone is he are saying, Get out of my life. Female now. This is not okay. It's not good. You are talking like you are in a romantic relationship with him. You are dealing with the devil like you are in a romantic relationship. Do you see the difference? Until you start dealing with the devil like a dog, you are not interested. I don't mean you're some of you love dogs. Oh, Caesar, Caesar. in faith. 4 John chapter 5 verse 4. Having done all to stand. Stand therefore. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. 4 John chapter 5 verse 4. Even our faith. Our faith. Be resolute. Fully persuaded. Unyielding. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. Be resolute. Have a bulldog tenacity. We live here. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 to 14. He said taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to Quench all the fiery dart of the enemy. Fiery dart of the enemy. If you are ever going to win in life, you need to develop your faith. Faith development is a compulsion for the believer. Second Thessalonians chapter three. Second Thessalonians chapter one, verse three. He said, "I testify that you have ever increasing faith. Our faith must ever be increasing." Number six, stand in the stead of Christ. I'm running now. Stand in the stead of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty. The Bible says he has made us ambassadors. That's number six now. Number five is stand in faith. Number six is stand in the stead of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty said he has made us ambassadors. It's our duty to carry the banner of Christ everywhere. The word is the way it is because you and I are quiet. You and I are quiet. It's time to start closing some shops on your street. You, are you following me? Are you following me? There are certain authorities we have used. Now, if we begin to tell you about it, it is not so okay. But for the reason of emphasis, let me give you one. I remember I took a house in Elon in those days. And when I take a house, I'm not the landlord. I'm not the tenant anymore. I become the landlord. Because I'm the considered authority. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, hey, the landlord is coming. He's saying he's trying to send out of the house. All those things. I don't even give out nonsense. Do you understand? So, I, I take authority. I move around. I declare it. I say the way it is. I am authority here. Demons don't come to that area anymore. They can't have meetings. Are you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm there. And I came with the kingdom. Me and God and every of us, program, we are not one. You see, when we say we shall be many, we are really many. Do you understand? So, when I come to a neighborhood, we are many. We are many. We are many. Elisha had a chariot. Plenty on the... How many do you think I'm going with? He was not born again. He had so many. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He has so many. Hi. We God. Temple of the Holy Ghost. I came in. They have to guide the temple. How can you not guide God on the inside? Temple is going. You will now not guide the temple. I'm, I, there are plenty of people following me. So that day, I, I prayed in the neighborhood and I said, and then the landlord began. We took a house and then they saw that there was an empty space. You know when they saw that there's empty space, they want to make commercial activity. And I took the house because I felt that there is space and then the breeze will blow so we can enjoy ourselves. And then they wanted to block it. And then I saw it. I said, okay, this is, this is land. And then he did first story. And then he took seconds to the ah, I'm still here. We will not have breeze again in this house. No, it can't work. I paid. 
You people, you people are saying, I'm, I'm not joking. I pay. I saw the condition of the house when I took it. So now he has broken the covenant of the... He broke it first. And so I went to the house and I said, Itato is the end. No man build here anymore. Alabo Shikaba Edu Anansia. Thank you, Jesus. And I went away. And the work stopped that moment. Seven months later, I saw that they began to do some work. I said, ah! They need a reinforcement. <laughs> there are people here who knows the proof. It is not, it's not story. And I went back there and I said, ah! The king said, no man builds here anymore. So it is. And I left. And the work, it had to stop. Because there will be more rubbish, much rubbish. Because they are laborers. Say that there's no. I don't know whether they have money to do or something. Must happen. This all was stopped. Listen to this. I lived in that house for more than one and a half years afterwards, with great breeze coming to me. If I can do that for breeze, I tell people, don't try me. If I can do that for breeze, what will I not do for a church? Are you following me? For a breeze, breeze, last one, breeze. I could, you could say I could buy AC. No, I didn't have that money. I'm not, I wasn't interested in buying AC. Don't give me. You see, the reason you are like this, I, I'll look for another job. I'll do this one. You are giving yourself excuses. No, don't do that nonsense. Stay there. You are the god of that place. Kings don't beg. He has made us kings and priests. We go. I told them, and then I left the house. God said, "Okay, it's enough. Yeah, leave now." And I left immediately. I had the sound. He said, "You 21 days get out of here." I left on the 28th day. I went back there after three months. The house was painted. Why? Because the authority has left. The siege is what? It's over. The affairs had come. We have said you are not building, you are not building. Now somebody told you, told you that you will not shake any kind in life and you are crying. Something we keep telling you that you marry late. And you are you are thinking it. You too, you are thinking the thoughts. Can you say you are thinking the thoughts? They told you Nigeria is difficult. Are you living in Nigeria? I told you you are living in the heavenly places. What is your problem? The problem is that you are not using your authority. Do you understand that? Finally, how do you do this? Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Cover your breast plates with righteousness. Cover your head with the helmet of salvation. Give yourself that God that put everything together with truth. Do you understand? Then let your feet be with the preparation of the gospel of Christ. Be fully covered. And let me see that demo anywhere. Listen, when we left the city of Iloni, the city called Iloni, even when I go there now, the demons, when they mention my name, they know me. Are you following me? Do you get what I'm saying? In your streets, even in that building, they don't know you. It's not about shouting, oh, pakaya, hey, maka, causing confusion everywhere. It's about instructions. Kings don't really, it's, it's revelation, it's understanding. Kings know who they are. So they don't really, it's not, they don't exert so much energy. Do you understand what I'm saying? They just say, this week, I am prosperous. That's all. That's all. You say with conviction. When you come out of your street, somebody splash water at you. Don't say, 
is this where we start this week like this? No. You've made a decree. Come on, stay with it. Stand in faith and declare. Do I have somebody? Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you see, if you understand this truth, you will not be sick a day in your life. Are you following me? You will not no longer be, be suppressed by the devil and by demons. You are a winner. You are a winner. Somebody telling you in office, you will not, if I'm here, you will never be employed fully. Don't worry now. I told you about one person in school. I said, I will not graduate. Say, tell him to go and do a receipt. I said, who? I came. I wanted to go and beg him. I said, you know, sometimes I'm very nice. So I went. I, I wanted to go and beg him. So I went to him. I got to the door. I was going to knock the door. God said, you would also beg him. Ah! I said, no, I will not. I said, I will meet him tonight. So I went to Zion. I went to Zion in school. So I saw his sister. His sister was in our class. I said, listen to this. I said, he's been doing it for people. I said, listen. If I carry over that course, I said, he will bury his first child and bury his last child when I graduate. I said, tell him. Don't try something. And then he came to class after a while and said, You know, for over 20 something years. So the problem was that I did not write the test and I was the class rep. I traveled for Easter and he's a Muslim and he felt I should not have traveled for Easter. So he said, For over 25 years of lecture in this school, I've never had to do a test again. Well, tear a sheet of, you know, Nigerian school, now tear a sheet of paper and let us write. Yeah. Come on, come on, let's write this thing. <laughs> Listen. You can edit that, please. That, that just tells you we are sweet sometimes. <laughs> now, what happened there? I stayed in God. Listen, believers, stay in God. You see that the Bible is true, it's not. Stop running at us, Stop being afraid. If the devil can get you afraid, he can win over your life. But if he can get you, that's why the Bible says the righteous has bold. As lions. Do I have lions in this place? Yes, Do I have lions in this place? Yes, Rise up on your feet. I feel like telling somebody that your destiny is not dependent on your family line. That your destiny is not dependent on your family line. That your past does not dictate your future. That your future is a blueprint in God. And your future is certain in Christ. And Jesus will make it possible. Now, I want to give you two minutes as I close this. I want to give you two minutes to begin to exercise your authority. I don't know what that thing is that has limited you. That thing that has hold you down. Come on now. Lift up your voice. And begin. Lift your voice. Raise your voice. And begin to declare. Begin to declare in understanding. Declare in understanding. I am above, not beneath. I have plenty. I have more than enough. 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 Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Every shield, every boundary over your life, over your destiny. Is someone breaking it now? Is someone breaking it now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Surely have you have spoken in my ears. 
so will I do. Is that someone speaking in the ears of God? Akata, akata, eba alule ekofia, ebebe luka parakute ekukuasa, ele ayipa orupe elia katayaba. I join my faith with yours, and I say whatever you pull down is pulled down tonight. It's pulled down this morning. Ebraka taira, elegeye alukete, abrakete aligaya, ofefe alikayada, ogoseke eke lita, abrate alike ekuakata. One more minute. My baby falute kepita aliada, ropale kayite folu abiasatada, rekaka kasata yaba, abrakata yedaka daka tabali balabarasha. You have the authority. You have the authority. You have the authority. Ensure you use it. Ensure you use it. This morning, use your authority. This morning, use your authority. Mala pole pala pale. Otebe kalata ketebe kalata. Ebrakale kalataya. Ebrakale kalataya. Ofredede la kayeda ba. Yes, 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 yes. Kavalo valida basha. Ebrakete katakaye kayakata. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Begin clear now. One minute. Begin to ordain your tomorrow. Begin to ordain your tomorrow. One minute. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Men are favoring me. Men are helping me. I have more than enough. I have plenty. I have glory upon my life. I am not defeated. I'm above, not beneath. Come on now. Yes. Worship you, you are God. 